There's just something about Louisiana, South Louisiana in particular, and people love to have a good time here, and they love to eat great food and enjoy beverages and and have a really good time. So part of the culture in in Louisiana and, and seems to have always been there. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard and flying solo today with my partner, Anna, off to the great beyond of Texas. So we wish her the best over there as we'll move forward. There will be eventually a new host. We're still in the works of, of ironing out the details there. So this one, I'm flying solo. You'll have to deal with me as I'm excited, though bring you authentic stories as we always do and experiences that we have to offer here in southwest louisiana and giving you all the tools you need to build your own personal lake charles itinerary and look i think we've got a great show for you today episode 26 as we're nearing a full year of the podcast so excited we talked to nathaniel and adam over at Smoke and Barrel as they talk about their festival and the company that they now have to produce and all of the work that they're doing in Southwest Louisiana and how you can benefit by enjoying yourself at their events. A fun conversation there. But before we get there, as we always do, let's have a taste of Southwest Louisiana, a segment we call On V Eats. This is the part of the show where we go to a local Southwest Louisiana restaurant and we let you know what we've got and what's exceptional there and what really stands out and how to best enjoy your experience at a local Southwest Louisiana establishment. Because no one enjoys eating by themselves, I enlisted the help of social media guru and just overall digital extraordinaire, Miss Catherine Shea Duncan, to help us here on the show. She's been in the background of all the Envy Eats, now a chance to kind of share her love for food as well as a native Louisianian. Welcome to the co-host chair for this segment, Catherine. Thank you. I'm honored to be here and so excited to talk about food. Uh, my, I have a daughter named Catherine, as you know, but we call her Quacky. Can I call you Quacky? <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, good, because uh, it's just it comes natural now. My son can't say Catherine, and so he said Catuin. That then somehow devolved into Quacky. So that's what we're going with now. All right, Quack, tell them where we went. So we went to Paul's Rib Shack, which was my idea because I am obsessed with their bread pudding. Oh, kind of doing a little <laughs> foreshadowing there to what we'll eventually get to for yes. sure. And look, this place opened October of 2019. They had a successful two-year run as a food truck prior back in 2017. And uh, owner Paul Pettiford was really uh, impressed with how well that did, eventually wanted to open a restaurant. And they've been a mainstay since, even despite the storms, despite the weather, despite COVID, they've stood strong. They've become a great partner in the community. And all of those roots that they've planted has obviously come to fruition with what they've been able to do. But Paul, he's a barbecue enthusiast. He used to have this thing called the rib list where he had buddies that he would cook for and then give them the ribs. They were on the little white piece of paper. Well, he said he got so many of those that eventually it got into the hundreds and it kind of got, got it ridiculous, which is why he then just started doing the food truck and all of those things. So it's still the essence of the company is still all about the rib list. And to get on the rib list, come to Paul's Rib Shack. It's a and brilliant so idea. I do. I, I love it, right? Because a lot of great ideas kind of start in backyards and in garages. And that's 100% true for Paul. And he still keeps that essence alive at his location today. Yeah, I'd agree. So the rib list started nine years ago, and now you can still 
come into Paul's rib join shack. the rib list. Yeah, exactly. To uh, join the rib list and see what all they've got. And look, I like the angles that they kind of take. It's obviously barbecue, authentic barbecue of what you, you come to expect when you go to a great barbecue joint, but they, they sprinkle in some Louisiana traditions like the red beans and rice, corn mock shoe, or brisket dirty rice. Which is very similar to like a jambalaya, but it was had a lot of flavor and it was the perfect amount of moisture and not too dry. It was very well seasoned. I love restaurants that, that take a chance and try new mm-hmm. things and push out new items and they're never scared to do so. Yeah. And so props to Paul and the crew there for doing so. You know, they've got the standards, turkey, chicken, pulled pork, brisket, those things that you can expect to have on your plate. And I really like the fun, cozy atmosphere. Like the inside is, you know, it's, it's all wood. It's it's a very cool cabin-like, I'd call it kind of like a cabin-like feel on the inside, but then the outside, it opens under the big oaks over there. And the backyard is really kind of the selling point. If you're going to eat, you're probably wanting to sit in the backyard. Yeah. And they have string lights in the oak tree and an incredible stage with live music on the weekends. And so it's a it's a really great place to go dining for lunch or to dinner with your family, friends. It's a really fun atmosphere. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's also on one of the busiest roads in Lake Charles, if you're driving on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you can hear the live music mm-hmm. wherever you are all down Nelson Road. And so that's really cool that they kind of create that atmosphere back there. They call it the backyard because there's picnic tables. There's games like washers and that kind of stuff back there. There's tic-tac-toe, they're just different things. I mean, even on Wednesday nights, I believe they do game nights. So that's really the atmosphere that they push in the backyard, and it works for them. Yeah, and they have an incredible selection. I love craft beer, and they have an incredible selection of craft beer. And in their backyard, they even have – a bar where you can order beer on draft too. So what do you think about their selection of barbecue and what you got? So I got the pulled pork sandwich, which usually when I go to barbecue restaurants, that's what I get. I love pulled pork. It's kind of the standard, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need anything too fancy, but it was, (laughs) it was delicious. And in fact, I uh, used to live right by Paul's Rib Shack when I first moved here and I would smell their barbecue all the time. And so I was a frequent flyer of Paul's Rib Shack and that was what I always got, but it was, it's delicious as always. Good news for them. They didn't have one of those punch cards or else you would just kind of (laughs) Every time that you're going, you're like, well, here's another free one. Sorry. Yeah. Paying the light bill, basically. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I meanwhile, I like the idea. I typically get the sandwich as well, but I kind of wanted to branch out a little bit. So I went with their turkey nachos. So it's a bed of chips with uh, turkey meat kind of on it. And look, I love the way that they do their turkey there. There's not a huge smoke flavor, but they season it so well. That crust was perfect. And it's so tender and it's got so much flavor. I, I mean, it's perfect turkey. There's no better way to say that. Uh, then there's queso. They put smoked beans on it, jalapenos, and then barbecue sauce. So it's a real, you know, you're turning nachos on its head really with this. But it's such a cool group of flavors that all really work together. It's cheesy, but it's meaty with the chicken and hearty with the beans. It's got the crunch from the chip, the sweetness, tangy from the barbecue, and then the spicy from the jalapenos. So it all pairs into this beautiful wonderful barbecue deliciousness i almost <laughs> called it a mess because it, you know it's it's all over but it, it it's one it's a beautiful mess that's perfectly executed and i really like the uh the the way that they flip nachos on their head for it 
Yeah, and a lot of their dishes, you have the ability to kind of like customize and add queso on top or jalapenos, more extra barbecue sauce, and that's a really fun feature of, of their restaurant. Yeah, and you know, they've got a lot of, you know, standard sides, the green beans, the mac and cheeses, they've got the smoked beans, the red beans and rice, the corn makshu. So there's a bunch of different options there, as we mentioned now, the dirty rice that they mm -hmm. kind of have. So there's a bunch of different options that you can kind of have and try some different things that they do, and they do them all well. Now, while they do the craft beer, the atmosphere, the food, great. There's something that they do better. For me personally, it's it's probably my favorite or at least tied. Like 100%. Their bread the pudding is out of this world. It is unbelievable. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they put gold in it. Brady and I just took a first bite and we said nothing. We just closed our eyes. And just enjoyed the moment. <laughs> it's yeah, a good point. It just melts in your mouth. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just, it's like eating butter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, the consistency, it's so smooth. And let's tell them what's on it. Yes. First. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not just butter either. There's an awesome rum sauce that they put on the top of it. So it's a great bread pudding. And then they put a rum sauce and then they have like kind of a blackberry reduction that they just kind of do. That just adds a little, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a ton. But it's just a little bit of, of extra kind of that berry sweetness mm -hmm. that pairs with the very kind of rich rum sauce and then the very soft, spongy it bread pudding that, that you look for. It just melts in your mouth. But my <laughs> goodness, it is exceptional. It's one of those, if, if you make a checklist of these are the things that you need to come to Lake Charles to make sure to, to put on your list, Paul's Rib Shack bread pudding is one of them. Absolutely. Top five for sure. I'm telling you, when you go, get whatever you want on the menu. You're not going to be disappointed. But if you don't get the bread pudding, you will be disappointed. Yeah, you're making a big mistake here. Yeah, for sure. And look, the location, we mentioned it was on Nelson Road, which if you're not familiar with the area, is just off of I-210. So it's on the south side of Lake Charles, but also in a very convenient area where it's about five minutes off the interstate or to either McNeese or Burton. So pretty much anywhere that you're going on the south side of town, Paul's Rib Shack is right there, uh, as are a lot of great local restaurants as well. So you can't really miss Paul's is one of those places that you're going to need to stop by. And remember to get, get the bread pudding. You've got to get the bread <laughs> pudding. So thanks for Catherine for stopping by. Thanks, Brady. Of course, I needed a good eating partner uh, and you more than fulfilled the role perfectly. Thank so. you. From a great meal to a great couple of guests. How about that? We welcome on Nathaniel Allered and Adam Fontenot of Smoke and Barrel Incorporated, two guys that have put a lot of time and energy into doing what they can to make Lake Charles a better place and a more fun place at that. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, Brady. Appreciate Hello. you having us on. So you guys are obviously the first dual guests that we've ever had on the show, so congratulations to both of you for that. But this part of the show is something that we always do as we point out you know, how well our area is known for the fact that we've got big city amenities, but we also still have that small town charm, right? You know, it makes for a vast array of experiences that we get to offer for anyone's itinerary, uh, whether they're talking food, outdoor adventures, national and regional entertainment act. We, we have it all right here in the Lake area, which it's so much fun to be able to say that. So with that in mind, before we get started with our conversation, I want to know how both of you enjoy Southwest Louisiana. So I'm going to ask you a couple kind of rapid fire questions and I might ask you to explain them. You guys okay with that? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Crawfish or gumbo? Crawfish. Crawfish. Why? I just love them. They're delicious. I can't have it all the time. That too. And I don't like gumbo in hot weather. 
No. Okay. That that's always my follow up. So you're a gumbo has a season kind of guy. It's 105 degrees right now. I couldn't. I'm not gonna go eat gumbo for dinner. Thoughts? I, I enjoy gumbo mostly in the cold months too. But you know, that said, I'm not eating any real hot soup in the middle of the summer. All right. I know two people who are not getting my "It's Always Gumbo Season" shirts that I'm gonna make eventually. <laughs> so I'm gonna make a note right here about that. All right. Poolside or beachside? I'm going beach. Somewhere where there's not a lot of people. Oh. Peace. Okay. That's a tough one for me, honestly. I like both. We recently took a vacation to the beach, and the place had a pool. So, you know, best of both worlds. Double dip. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Now, here's a fun one, too, because, you know, there's definitely a favorite going on between these two, but we've had a couple of kind of underdog picks. Concert or comedy show? Concert. Yep, concert. The atmosphere, the music, the feeling, is, is that kind of what you guys like? Energy, you know. Ah, music just plays a large part of my life. I'm not going to really listen to a comedy show while I'm cooking, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. Now that we kind of got to know how both of you experienced Louisiana and Southwest Louisiana at that and really kind of enjoy it, let's get to the topic of what we kind of wanted to talk about, which is, is festivals and the fact that you guys have created one from scratch, from the ground up. And I love what our lieutenant governor said. He's got a great line about celebrating festivals. He said, if you can eat it, shoot it catch it or dance to it here in Louisiana, we're going to name a festival about it. And what do you think it is about Louisiana that makes that statement so true? For me, it can kind of be summed up with the French saying joie de vivre, right? The joy of life. And uh, there's just something about Louisiana, South Louisiana in particular, uh, where I think there's just a, uh, a certain vein in the culture that doesn't exist everywhere and people love to have a good time here and they love to uh to eat great food and enjoy uh beverages and and have a really good time so uh to me it, it just kind of can be best be summarized as joie de vivre which is just part of the culture in, in louisiana and, and seems to have always been there you know you know when you talk about then creating a festival What's the inspiration behind that, the genesis, the, the idea there that says, you know what, we want to have a celebration. We want to be one of those things that we can eat, shoot, catch, or dance to it, and we want to celebrate it. I'm going to let Adam uh, lead the response there, because as the creative director, uh, this whole thing was, was really his inspiration. Kind of what came to me, it was like December 2017, and I was out of town somewhere at an event, and... I was just kind of like, why can't this happen in Lake Charles? So a week or two later, I called Nathaniel. He was actually out of town. And Easter 2018, we were doing exactly what my idea in my mind was, cooking ribs, drinking bourbon. And I said, hey, man, what you think? Let's go ahead and do this. And uh, he was like, all right, let's go. That was a Sunday. Monday, I woke up with the name, and we just started moving forward. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? It's just, you, you might have the idea already and all you need is that little bit of a, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Some yeah. positive reinforcement. Even if you got a good friend, you know, who's with you about doing it and he's like, oh, that's all you need. The moral of the story, get get good positive reinforcement friends, huh? <laughs> and make sure if you want to do an event with them that y'all are both good at the exact opposite. Okay. I like that. Just to add a little bit of color to the story, um, that Easter Sunday, 
we were sitting at uh on a dock on the Calcasieu River. The weather was just perfect. It was cool but sunny. Ribs are smoking off on the side and we're just sitting there, a couple glasses of bourbon in hand, enjoying the day. And I, I remember saying, What are we gonna call this? And then Monday morning he texted me with the name Smoking Barrel and off we went. And that's not the only one you guys created. Y'all have then said, you know what, we like what we're doing here and have created a second rum revival. We'll talk about both in in, in a bit. But why was creating that festival and now two important to you? Kind of back to it. I just want to do something for the area, you know, that one day you were looking up and somebody from out of town or even in town is like, man, I cannot believe this is happening in Lake Charles. That was kind of my goal and where I hope we're going to at some point in time in the future. Historically, um, there's been a sentiment uh, in the community that there's not enough to do here. And I think that was part of the motivation was just to be, um, you know, to not just sit back and, and be okay with the status quo, but to be part of change and implement change and bring new things to the table, you know, and, and maybe less concrete than that. It's just fun to be part of something exciting, you know? Now, when creating it from scratch, you talk about obviously the partnership that you guys have created. What kind of community buy-in do you feel like is needed to be able to really pick it up? I mean, you guys seem to have a ton of support from from the community that really liked what you guys uh, put out as a vision. And now, multi-years in the future, you have more than just a vision to show. I think, you know, one of the key things is that 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 we did early on going into it was we wanted to make sure that whatever we put our hands on was going to be done well and was going to be done, you know, full effort. Um, and so, um, in, in creating smoke and barrel ink, uh, even when it was just the vision to bring the one event to the table, um, the mission statement is to produce quality events for the enrichment of the community while raising funding for worthy charities. And so half of the mission of the nonprofit entity is to produce a quality event. And, and so that's kind of a long circuitous way of answering your question. But I think that when people saw the first one, they knew there was something there and uh and the support just kind of grew from that the other thing i would add is we have a wonderful partner in the united way uh, they are not only the benefactor of smoke and barrels activities they're a true partner in that they help with volunteer coordination and things along those lines and so to have them involved from day not day one but event one uh, i think helped bolster the support and i know we've talked a little bit about what smoke and barrel is through the inspiration but you're in the elevator you're pitching it how do you what do you say how do you explain what smoke and barrel is well smoke and barrel it's right in the tagline it's a celebration of fine bourbon barbecue and whiskey right and so a celebration uh is is a party that means great entertainment celebrating bourbon fine bourbon barbecue and whiskey means that the quality of the uh, beverages and the food is going to be high and, uh, and at the end of the day, it is a, it is a massive uh, bourbon and barbecue tasting. We had 95 spirit labels there last year, and 
in in by any comparison in any market that is a very large tasting our event is equal three parts bourbon barbecue and entertainment so we just want to make sure we had all those bases covered all equally so if you do that i mean you, people are gonna have a good time and when you say entertainment what, what exactly are you speaking of uh i mean this year uh the headliners soul rebels out of new orleans uh gerald gruning and the gentiles are playing and then locally justin martindale so you know along with the food bourbon from the start of the event music starts to the end of the event so we just want to leave people come five o'clock they're like man maybe i didn't know that band but I really like them now. I can't wait for next year. Now let's talk food. You, you meant you know it's right in the name, the smoke portion of the event. And I saw you guys had kind of listed seven, eight, nine, ten barbecue joints that have kind of already agreed. Tell me a little bit about that portion of it. Without the food, you don't have an event. So fortunately, throughout the years, I've been able to make relations with people who relationships who necessarily weren't in the barbecue business at the time, but now they are. So that really enabled us to get, you know, we have people from the Texas monthly top 50 Dallas is represented San Antonio, Austin area, Houston. So we're able to bring in a lot of really big names in the barbecue industry from outside of Southwest Louisiana, but and still have people from Southwest Louisiana, Big Thicket and Doritos, delicious. Being in Lake Charles, everybody knows how good Paul's food is, the hut and sulfur, you know. So we just, we wanted to make it known this year how far we try to reach to bring this to Lake Charles. And that also helps getting people from outside of Lake Charles to come in for the weekend, which is also a big thing for us. And, and really helps further the barbecue culture here because, you know, if you look at the wealth of food options that we have, and we don't have a ton of really authentic barbecue. We've got a few that are great, but in terms of the number of comparisons, so this just kind of furthers, I'm sure, adds to that inspiration as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Adam may mention earlier about, you know, his passion for music, and we both share that, but and we also share a passion for food in general, um, whether it's barbecue or otherwise. And so, you know, going back to, it really all just ties together. Um, we are personally passionate about food, music, beverages. The mission of the organization is to bring quality entertainment. And so these vendors are part of that quality, right? And, you know, we really do our best to challenge these, uh, these guys and gals to, to step outside their comfort zone as well. Um, you know, while we want to definitely provide a traditional barbecue experience, we also want to, you know, provide something that maybe is a little more creative, a spin, uh, that might be outside the norm on barbecue. And, uh, Adam, like he said, has great relationships with people, um, uh, across the region. And that has translated very well, uh, to his ability to recruit, um, some some highly talented and creative vendors to the event. The barrel. I know bourbon and the whiskey offerings are not necessarily finalized as of this moment, but what goes in 
to picking those choices there? There's a lot to it. Um, when you look at bourbon as a category, it's been a very hot commodity the last few years. And so there are um, distilleries out there that produce certain things that they sell every drop they can make, right? And so there, there are certain things that just will not be available in these tasting type formats because they literally don't have any liquid to spare. Um, uh, as far as how that lineup comes together, uh, we have great relationships with our distributor partners. My um, professional background was in beverage alcohol distribution. And so uh, having an understanding and relationships in, in that network uh, helps us to be able to pull that together. But um, ultimately, the, the final outcome of the uh, spirits lineup is driven by um, the ability and willingness of these distillers um, to put their product in front of people. And so we work uh, really starting in about June up until it will probably be late October, early November before that lineup really is complete. Now, the event isn't until December, December 2nd, but tickets way in advance. When do tickets go on sale? Tickets are on sale now. Um, they will sell out. Uh, it, it, this event has always sold out, uh, and it will sell out again this year. So if anybody is interested in attending the event, we highly encourage you to not delay in, uh, in purchasing your tickets because once they're gone, the, there is a finite limit of, of attendance and we, we will run out. It, It will, it will dry up. Despite there being ticketed portions of the event, the entire event is not necessarily ticketed. There are things that you can enjoy if you do just walk up and, and want to enjoy the atmosphere, correct? That is correct. So the, the, the amenities of the event, the tasting components from the spirits and the, and the barbecue tasting, uh, those are all contained within the ticketed area. However, um, it is uh, held on a public street. And um, everything outside the ticketed area um, is open to the general public. It's free. We call it the free zone. Um, Our barbecue vendors do have plates available for purchase. Smoke and Barrel will have beer and wine and possibly some uh, uh, pre-mixed cocktails available for purchase. And so anybody can walk up, uh, buy a little food, buy a little something to drink, and watch the bands um, from Ryan Street. The bands themselves are up on the veranda of the courthouse, and the barricades come out to Ryan Street. So there's a little bit of distance there. Um, But it is not dissimilar from downtown at sundown or uh, any other um, musical production that that happens in downtown Lake Charles. Right. You can still take part, but you're not getting the full experience at the end of the day. No, That's if correct. the weather's nice, you can still come have a good time. Absolutely. And we encourage people to do that. We want more people to show up and attend the free zone. Again, the ticketed amenities will always be limited. There is only so much capacity that, that can be handled. And so, uh, but we would love to have more people come and hang out in the free zone and enjoy the day. And you had mentioned earlier that, the United Way, SWLA, was the really beneficiary of this all. They're the charity partner. Could you tell me what went into that partnership and how did you guys kind of choose that and, and um, I guess, more into that decision? So when we 
originally hatched this this plan, um, we really had no idea where we were going to go with the charity arm of things. What we did know was that um, we both have day jobs and that and that we personally would not have the capacity to apply these funds properly to to charitable efforts. And so we knew that we would need a partner. We just didn't, we weren't sure what that partner was going to be. And um, in our discussions um, early on with, with stakeholders, uh, somebody said, what about United Way? Have you guys met Denise Durrell? So we were encouraged to take a meeting with her. We did that and really the rest is history. And uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's a true partnership whereby they do assist the events with volunteer coordination. Um, and uh, it's just been, it's been a, a really wonderful relationship. With the relationship we had, we've been able to kind of dictate where our donations go. And this was the first year they're actually able to do that. Once we sat down three or four months ago, and we started talking about how to do it. Denise brought up a program that they wanted to really bring back to the forefront, which was called success by six. If a child falls behind by the time they're three, they're probably going to have a really hard time catching back up. So we were able to donate to that this year. We were personally passionate about investing in children because children truly are the future of any community. If we can bolster the kids that are growing up here, then that will pay dividends for the entire community as a whole down the road. And in just this short few little months, uh, we've been able to go on ahead and fund these scholarships. And so we are paying for kids to attend accredited day schools is what it, it, it really amounts to. And we really see that as a two-fold um, investment because it's not only helping to ensure that these kids get the early childhood education that they need to succeed all the way through high school and into college. But it also helps these parents who find themselves in the dilemma of having to choose between um, staying in the workforce and having a significant, if not entire, uh, amount of their paycheck go towards funding their um, childcare or taking themselves out of the workforce in order to avoid that uh, expense. So there's just a lot of families where they end up in that situation. If they go to work, their entire paycheck pays for childcare, or they can just stay home with the kids, and it financially is the same outcome. But by helping these parents stay in the workforce, they can continue to build their careers. Uh, any industry has management and opportunities for promotion, but anyone who is removed from the workforce for a number of years has to start over when they reenter the workforce. And so by funding these day school scholarships, we help the children, we help them prepare for their educational experience, and we are also able to help these parents stay in the workforce so that they can continue to develop their careers. Well, look, before we kind of close here in a second, uh, I, I realized that maybe I'd like to know what's your always your go to. If you're having a plate of barbecue, whether you're making it, you're going somewhere, that's going to be on the plate. I always start with turkey, especially if I've never been to the place before. Because if that turkey's dry, the rest of your food, eh, you really got to watch it. So that turkey's, it's telling. That turkey is good. You're going to have a really good experience. 
I'm a ribs guy. I love ribs. Ribs are delicious. That's what I'm going for. So you can. So what you're saying is that you can always expect there to be great turkey and great ribs at Smoking Barrel. Absolutely. It's got to pass the two for test, right? And, and then now the other side, whiskey bourbon. What what's kind of your favorite or maybe your litmus test there? Just good. Anything good, I'm all about it. Yeah. So. I love bourbon um, within the whiskey category as a whole. You know, with my background in the beverage alcohol business, for me, it's about the the pro the production process and how are they how are these distillers handling their products and and what I mean by that is, you know, what is their distillation process? What is their barrel aging regimen? And at the end of the day, how does that affect the outcome of the product? But people ask me all the time, what's my favorite bourbon? And, and when I worked in the business, I was on the wine side of things. And so all the time, what's your favorite wine? And really my answer always has been and always will be, I don't have a true favorite, okay? Depending on the weather, the food we're eating, the day of the week, the kind of day that you've had, you may choose something different, right? You might choose something lighter on a hot day um, and something more robust and full-bodied on a, a cold winter's day, right? And so beverage alcohol has always been for me about mood and the moment and what fits the moment the best. And then from there, you guys, second festival, we touched on it earlier, and I wanted to make sure while I had you both here that we would touch on it. Rum Revival, That's it's a lot newer than Smoke and Barrel, uh, but yet another food-centric festival. Uh, this one, though, more of the Caribbean culture, which fits here, right? You know, there's the, the, there's plenty of that, especially with the history of Lake Charles and the Pirates and, and all of that, how that all that kind of blends together. But this one, a celebration of rum. We wanted to do something else, but at the end of the day, you know, you kind of go with what you know. So we knew how to do an event around spirits and food. So we were like, hey, you know, spring, weather's getting better. We got Bayou Rum, like you said, in our backyard. Let's do something with rum, you know. And it, it's worked out well. Also, we like to do it inside. That way it takes the weather portion out of it so we don't have to sweat for two events. It is a, a tasting again of, of food and and spirits, um, and it is extremely cohesive to the history here. Not only the cultural ties that you mentioned, uh, the historical ties to the Caribbean, the pirates, the trade between the Caribbean islands and the Gulf South, um, but Louisiana is one of the number one producers of sugarcane in the world. If you look, if Louisiana was a country, it would be a, a top sugarcane producer, and the uh, the input for rum is sugarcane molasses. And so um, there's just a lot of cohesiveness in focusing on rum uh, for this area. And it's fun, right? Caribbean, everybody associates the Caribbean with a good time. And, uh, and it, it's, it's been a fun thing to add on. And their food has a lot of similarities with what, what we do anyway. I mean, even a place like St. Lucia is, you know, the, the, the people that, uh, that all had their hand in the development of those, uh, whether it be the Islanders and then the French, the English, 
Indian culture. Well, if you start looking at all those, it's very similar to what we've got here, right? So there's a lot of similarities between there and the food too, which I think is cool. Also, you mentioned sugarcane here. We also have a rum distillery just down the road uh, in Jeff Davis Parish in Bayou Rum, which really I'm sure makes a perfect partner for that event too. We were uh, we got a what we considered a wonderful compliment from them this year at Rum Revival. Um, Ray Neal, who's their master distiller, and had recently been in Paris and uh, and Vegas and Chicago, and he's accepting awards on behalf of Bayou Rum, and um, and he was at Rum Revival, and and he stopped and he looked at us and he said, "Man, this is really premium." The speaking of the overall feel of the event, and so we took that as a massive compliment, uh, considering where he had been in recent history. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you two obviously joining us here on the podcast and telling us all about the celebration, the festival of uh, Smoke and Barrel, and of course, uh, Rum Revival. And we're excited to, to have it in the area once again and how this event will continue to grow. And just to see the happy faces that are there enjoying what we do best here in Louisiana, which, once again, as the lieutenant governor said, celebrating things that we can eat, shoot, catch, and dance to. So we appreciate you guys uh, coming on the show today. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. And, um, you know, Smoke and Barrel Inc. is is uh, is not done. Um, we intend to continue to do add more events, um, explore different formats, uh, and um, and be a very active member of the tourism community here in southwest Louisiana for many years. And I'm sure we can all follow that on y'all's website. Oh yeah. Smokingbarrel.org. Look us up on Facebook and Instagram and uh, uh, everywhere that you, that you follow things. Thanks again to Nathaniel and Adam for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, can you please leave us a rating or a review? The little plus sign button there. You just got to click it and that's all you've got to do because at the end of the day, doing so helps us grow our audience and really helps us further share the unique experiences and stories of Lake Charles in Southwest Louisiana and all that we've got to offer. You can go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, places to eat, events happening this weekend, and so, so much more. I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play on Louisiana's Playground. Say it to you. <laughs>